The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. <laughs> Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Rico back at it again. Welcome to another edition of the Rico Report brought to you by, you know, it's the Buffalo Fanatics. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got some topics to hit. We've got special guests that I'm excited to bring on. And uh, listen, it's going it's to be a fun show like you always know how Rico brings it. So for those two me for the very first time, do me a favor, smash that like. You know what I'm saying? Hit that subscribe, you know, the rest, and let's go from there, folks. Now, uh, before I bring my guest, there are a few things that I just want to touch on. There are a few things that I want to kind of bring to your attention. Folks, let me turn this music down a little bit just to kind of give you a heads up. Time flies. Time flies, especially when you're having fun, all that good stuff. And uh, we're in the group chat. We're chatting. My man Bobby, my man Pierre, we're, we're kicking it. And it just dawned on us, fam, we've been doing this content creation thing. We've been doing this Buffalo Fanatics, putting out content and everything under the sun. We reached our 10-year mark, the 10-year anniversary this month. Isn't that freaking crazy? And it all started, it all started with my man P-Money, Pierre, predicting that EJ Manuel was going to be the guy the Bills draft out of nowhere. And lo and behold, EJ Manuel drafted. Oh, and it took off from there. And pieces were been added, and we are where we are today. Not because of one single person, but because of a collaboration from a whole lot of folks. There are a lot of people that have been part of the Buffalo Fanatics that have contributed, that have been supportive along the years. And we very much appreciate the love, support, and all that good stuff. Because listen, if you're irrelevant, this does, this thing doesn't take off. So we've we've uh, we've managed to stay relevant for this long. I don't know how, uh, but uh, we're here, and we're we're very proud of the work that we've done with Buffalo Fanatics, and we continue. We want to continue to to do big things. And uh, here we are in year ten, and we got to keep pumping right now. And this is great because we went from the drought years when we were just absolutely irrelevant to the league. They liked us because we were a little brother, right? And now we're making some noise. We're knocking on that damn door, but we just haven't reached the pinnacle yet. Uh, but I have a guest that's going to be coming on that knows all about knocking on the door. Been there before in the past. Then it took a little lull and back on top. And now they're in this weird space. And he, I'm going to have my guest explain that in just a moment. But shout out to Bill's. Buffalo, listen, Bills Mafia, shout out to y'all. Shout out to Buffalo Fanatics. Shout out to everybody that's contributed to the Buffalo Fanatics. Much love to y'all. It's, uh, it's a journey, man. It's been a journey, and the journey continues for sure. 
but we've got a few things to talk about today, folks. Number one, we've got a new play caller in Buffalo. What does that mean? Are we going to be a top-notch defense once again? Of course we are. But what kind of philosophy is Sean McDermott going to be bringing to the Bills? That's one thing we definitely want to touch on. There are some rule changes going on in the league. Now you can wear number zero. Who, who, who has the nerve to wear number zero, number one? And what does it mean? I remember back in the day, when you wore the number one jersey, you were that dog. Who's number one on that team? Okay, we got to watch out for that guy. No matter what, if you, if you have the nuts to drop your nuts and grab number one, that means you could ball. But number zero? What does that mean? That's what I'm trying to figure out. So maybe my guests can help me out on that because we're about to find some things out. Uh, but uh, listen, I'm not going to hold y'all. And uh, we're going we're gonna to do this thing together. Oh, don't, don't you dare give the punter the zero number. I think the zero number deserves a little bit more love than giving it to a damn punter or kicker. I'm sorry. No disrespect to Tyler Bass. His number two number is just perfect for him. But nonetheless, let's jump into it. I'm going to bring my guest on, Jake Ellabogan. What's going on, Jake? What's happening? Welcome to the show. What's good, man? Thanks for having me, man. Uh, you know, just uh, just grinding, right? You know, just all sorts of stuff. NFL draft is coming up, and I mean, like you you said it best. I mean, I don't I don't know what's going on with the Rams. What are are they in purgatory? Where where, where are they? I mean, I know Les Need was like, yeah, you know, it's more of a remodel. No, 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 no. No, no, that that is a PR statement if I've ever heard it. It is a rebuild, um, and it is a rebuild in a way where they're going to try to you know kind of reconstruct their defense, but they're going all in on their offense while they're in this rebuild. They're still just a bit. Basically, they're like the Lions last year. They're going to try to score forty five and give up forty two. I mean, that's the name of the game. <laughs> I mean, you do still have Aaron Donald, and that's a piece yeah. that you can build around an older Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald nonetheless, he's still that guy. But we'll see how you guys build it around because there's, listen, when you go for it all, you go for the gusto, you spend, you, you, no expenses, you just go all out and you, you get the ultimate goal. There's repercussions on the back end. And right yes. now, the Rams are feeling the repercussions. As a Rams fan and as a content creator, uh, how do you, like, listen, because I'm in that, I'm in that boat sometimes as well. But like, how are you dealing with knowing that? We got that championship, so I'm I'm elated. I'm on top of the world, but now, like, golly, I'm looking at all these teams doing good things. Seattle is 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 looking pretty decent, and, and what are we doing? So, aren't as a Rams, how do you feel? You know, I have mixed feelings. I mean, I feel like there are members of the fan base that are trying to like gatekeep feelings, like, oh, well, we want a Super Bowl, so this is totally fine. Like, let's be honest here, it's not totally fine because. <laughs> It's not acceptable to lose your entire 2019 draft class for pennies. Um, it, it's not acceptable to be in this situation because you can say what you will about, you know, yes, this led to a Super Bowl, but you give up two first round picks and a fourth round pick for Jalen Ramsey. That's great. He's absolutely worked out for them. But then you trade him after four elite seasons while he's still in his prime. Mm. You failed. That is an abject failure, in my opinion. You did win a Super Bowl, but it's still okay to admit that you can make mistakes even though you won a Super Bowl. And, you know, getting to the point where you're trading Jalen Ramsey away for a third round pick and my favorite, the two third round picks like Hunter Long is still worth the third rounder that he was drafted with, with in 2021, despite the fact he's caught one pass in his entire career. Uh, you know, we all know, you know, once you drive the car off, off the lot, you know, it depreciates in value. So he's not still a third round pick. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable what the Rams have done. Uh, Move on from Jalen Ramsey. Like you said, and, and like you said, still in his prime and still a very good corner. And here's here's something that 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 pisses me off. I'm gonna tell you this right now. You have you have Bills fans, Jets fans, all, I mean all all AFC East. Let's put it that way. I don't know. It feels like everybody wants to come to the AFC East all of a sudden. Like I, it's annoying to me. But or the AFC West. Oh, there you go, right? <laughs> so you, you start hearing Jalen's not the same Jalen he was years ago. Jalen, you'll see that he's not. I can't stand here. Like It's like fans are making th- these things up in their mind. Like he ain't an elite freaking corner that's going to a team that's surging. Like when you heard the news of the Rams trading away Jalen Ramsey, clearly you thinking, okay, he's coming back. We're going to do things. And then you're like, what? What's going on through the Rams community when Ramsey's traded to the freaking Dolphins? Well, so it was funny because I was told back like week 14, I got, you know, kind of this little tidbit thrown at me like, hey, you know, Ramsey might get traded this offseason. You better you better be prepared for this. And I was like, no way. So I mentioned it on Believe in Rams with my uh, my co-host Cameron Lynch. And, uh, you know, I was like, I, I don't even know if Ramsey's going to be back next year. Right. Like, I just this is what I'm hearing. So then it starts to like, you know, there starts to be some buzz. Right. And that's when I like started to kind of second guess myself. I was like, man, they're not actually going to trade this guy after four years. Right. Like they're like, regardless of what people are saying. Um, and, and what I find funny is that, you know, when you look at like PFF, for instance, People use PFF to support their narrative, but when it supports a narrative that they're against, they don't use it. Oh, you know, <laughs> say it again for me because I, <laughs> so are you, so let's stay on that for just a moment. Yeah. So are you a fan of PFF or do you not bother with it? I think the, the best answer for that is, you know, it's a little bit in moderation. Uh, PFF has some good things for offensive linemen. I find that is the best thing, okay. but you have to remember at the end of the day, PFF is not foolproof. PFF was created by human beings. PFF is subjective. So it's not the Bible. And as soon as you start to look at it as the Bible, that's when you get into some trouble. So, you know, Jalen Ramsey was the third guy on PFF. Okay. He was the third guy out of all the corners. Immediately, surprisingly, I've heard PFF grades left and right. We used to use them a lot. I don't really use them much anymore, except for just like pass protection, right? Yep. But I hear it all the time. And then surprisingly, you know, because this whole narrative that was going around that Jalen Ramsey has hit a wall, Jalen Ramsey's washed, Jalen Ramsey needs to go play safety. Now I'm not hearing it anymore. And I'm like, hmm. So I I take a little bit of a look at Gander, if you will, on PFF. And I'm like, ah, that's why he's number three on PFF. And that does not fit the narrative that you're trying to push. So look, Jalen Ramsey, the, the film speaks itself. Okay. This guy is asked to play in a Where's Waldo role the entire season. If you don't know what that is, it's the star position. He's essentially a linebacker, a safety, a corner, a nickel. It doesn't matter. He's asked to play everywhere. And when you're not getting the pass rush you're getting, because you didn't have Von Miller this year, you didn't really replace him. You're like, hmm, replacing Von Miller. Let's go and get Allen Robinson. That'll do it. So, you know, you don't replace Von Miller. You don't have that same pass rush. You're three out of the four guys in the back end of your secondary are injured, right? You're, all of your safeties were pretty much hurt throughout the entire year. I mean, Rap was probably the most healthy, I would say, out of the starters. Yep. But when that happens, you know, you're putting a lot of pressure on Jalen Ramsey. He's not able to be that dog, essentially. You know, so now he has no help over the top. 
He's got no help with the pass rush. That's been their formula of success because it doesn't matter how bad your secondary is. If you have a good pass rush, you're slowing the amount of time that these guys have to throw the ball, which ultimately allows these wide receivers to get open, which ultimately puts your cornerbacks in a rough position. Mm. Last year, the defense was still really good, by the way. They were in every game going into the fourth quarter, every single one except for the Chargers. That was the defense. But for whatever reason, the narrative has been Ramsey hit a wall. Ramsey had a down year. I don't think he had a down year. I think he played with what was around him. And Absolutely. I thought, you know, he played I, all 17 games in a 5-12 and 12 season. Doesn't get credit for it. I, I don't know, man. Listen, you nailed it. It's, it's uh, listen, subjective. You, it's the it doesn't fit the narrative right when he's on top of the world he's the best thing ever and when things are crumbling not fall, falling apart and he's around guys that aren't up to par if you will of course his play is, is gonna look like it's dropped he is yeah. still damn good elite player in this league and he's and he's now in a situation a situation that he loves he's yeah. around his peers that he's been around some time in the offseason he's going to thrive and it, it's annoying as a Bills fan, because now we're going to switch things over. We're going to go back to the Rams. But I need I need uh, fresh eyes, fresh eyes, if you will, on the landscape of the Bills, right? Hmm. And uh, let's start off with the easy ones, right? You lose Von Miller. Von Miller comes over, helps you guys out, and what a tremendous spark he was to the squad. Good on you guys. So Brandon Bean's like, we need that yeah. because you're lacking a pass rush. So guess what? We bring in Von Miller. Von Miller was, he was outstanding. Right, yeah. start start off with the season, start absolutely. Then he goes down, and then things start to now not materialize the way we wanted to. We still finished thirteen and three, but it was a different team, right? Doug Edwards shows up this offseason. We're gonna see what he's about, and you're gonna give us a little bit of insight on what we could we can expect from Doug Edwards, uh, especially with the opening at guard. Um, and then last but not least, Taylor Rapp. So let's wrap things. Let's let's not wrap things up just yet, but let's talk about this, right? Doug Edwards, right? Looking at the O-line of the Bills, we had Roger Saffold. I'm sure you're familiar with Mr. Roger Saffold. Um, Love Roger. 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 I'll speak for myself. The name was everything. Oh, man, we're getting Roger Saffold. uh, An aging player, but an experienced player. And pro bowler. Why not? Roger Saffold came in and didn't have the year that a lot of us expected, at least for me. Um, So Roger Saffold not coming back. Expected. Doug Edwards comes in. Where does Doug fit in? Where? How, what are we to expect from Doug? Does he compete for a spot? Is he that guy? Talk to me. Well, all right. So his first name is David. <laughs> I didn't David, want to I'm be... <laughs> Doug Edwards for crying out loud. Thank you for that. Yeah, I just didn't want to be rude, right? Uh, <laughs> absolutely. So I think the big thing, when you look at even Roger Saffold, go back to it. Roger Saffold started in uh, Super Bowl 53 against the Patriots, right? Uh, if you don't remember, or you didn't know anybody that's watching Aaron Cromer was the offensive line coach for the built Ford tough offensive line of the year Rams offensive line that led them to that Super Bowl. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, I still have no idea to this day. Aaron Cromer was let go. They went in a different direction. Um, but Aaron Cromer's been with Buffalo and he was with Buffalo, I believe before too. So it's not like anything new, but what this allowed them to do though is because they bring him in now he has this you know familiarity with these guys with the rams good football players too so you bring in david edwards who was a fifth round pick he was there uh, i believe that was his last year he was there uh with the rams the 2019 season 
And they get David Edwards. And first off, I felt I had a third round grade on him uh, in the NFL draft. So I loved the pick. It was probably the only pick I really, well, I like Daryl Henderson too, but I, I loved that pick. So he starts like 45 games, right? You have Rams fans that are trying to soften the blow a little bit with him leaving. Uh, he was an injury prone offensive lineman and, you know, he wasn't that good or he was trash. Kind of hate when people use that word to describe a player, but Okay, let me just say this right now. David Edwards is a solid guard. He is a starting caliber guard. If you are ranking them in Madden ratings, I, I personally don't like Madden, but if you're going by Madden ratings, because I've seen people ask me, is zero to 99, where is he on that scale? Okay. He's an 80. He's an 80. He could, okay. he, he's a starting caliber, girl, uh, caliber guard that can come in. In a pinch in 2019, he did play tackle. Uh, he can play tackle, but he is a guard, in my opinion, can play either spot. And he's going to a spot where he's familiar with the offensive line coach and Cromer. Uh, I like this fit a lot for him. As a matter of fact, like I myself, I was upset the Rams didn't bring him back. And I was told they were going to like that was what was expected. So I don't know what happened, but he ended up, you know, meeting with the Bills. Uh, I think the, the big thing here to worry about is two concussions. That was a big thing. Um, I don't think they should have rushed him back after the first one. I think it led to the second one. Mm. Um, but aside from, I, I don't want to say aside from the, you know, brain injury, right? I don't want to, you know, minimize how important a concussion is. Of course. But when you take those two concussions away, essentially, he's been healthy. He's been consistent. He's been their kind of, you know, just the stable piece at left guard that they really need. So, I don't really get the the blowback that he's had uh, starting 45 games as a fifth rounder to me shows that you were a hit. You nailed that. I mean, fifth rounders don't start like that normally. That's not the norm, you know? So I think you're getting a guy, I mean, he played in the big 10, you know, he's got that physicality that you like. He's got that mean streak that you like, and uh, he's got that experience uh, with Aaron Cromer. I think it's going to go a long way for him. I'm, I'm excited for him because you know, I want to see him bounce back. I liked him a lot on uh, the Rams, and uh, I think it's a good fit for the Bills, whether he starts or not. And I know you got you got Bates there. Uh, yep. You got Ike there. I don't remember the guy's last name. It's like Boatger or whatever. Boatger, yeah. And yeah, he's Boatger. Off, uh, yeah. And then yep. you, you got Connor McGovern, so he might not start. Um, you know, personally, uh, maybe there's a little bias. I, I think he's better than Ryan Bates uh, personally. So I think I would probably start him and Connor McGovern. Um, you know, but if they start him or if they don't, he's a good sixth man. You know, he's a really good sixth man to have a guy that can play tackle in a pinch, not saying he's a tackle right? and a guy that can play both guard spots. I'm, I'm listen, And this is, that's the ammo of the bills. Bills like versatility. If you, if you're, if you're never going to just be a one pigeonhole guy, right? Tackle. That's it. Yeah. Right? You've got to be able to play swing you got if you're guard you can go from center to left guard to right guard we need you to play multiple because things happen right that's cromer's mo he he cross trains his guys you know i so. love it and and that's the thing and here's the, and here's the thing right doug you got me saying that so david edwards coming over <clears throat> yeah cromer the last we remember of cromer was run specialist and we had lashawn mccoy lashawn mccoy went off we had such a a solid run game so we're thinking the scheme's coming back. We didn't quite have that this year. Now, potentially the personnel wasn't what he liked. So we bring in guys that more fit his, his I guess, his, his scheme. So 
the run game for the Rams, uh, when you, you got your Doug Edwards, is, is he effective? Does he anchor down? Is he one of those guys who will maul you? Does he specialize more in the, in the run game or the pass game? He's more of a technician. Like, he's got a mean streak, but he's more of a technician type of guard. So I think you look at him as more of a balance. That's why I say 80, right? Because when you look at 80 out of 99, that's a guy that's not going to really have super low moments. He's not going to have super high moments, but he's just going to be, like, you know, calm, cool, collected, and and be, like, a, uh, you know, a solid piece on an offensive line. And you're getting him at a good bargain, too. So... You know, I think he fell mainly, you know, in value because of his concussions. I don't think a lot of teams wanted to to bother with that. And this is where Brandon Bean comes in. Brandon Bean is very good at at monitoring teams, players that are somewhat in ascending position. Something happened along the way. They're still skillful. And he's like a Mr. Let me fix it. Come over <laughs> here. And we'll, our medical team is pretty, pretty good. Come on over here. and We'll see if we can rejuvenate your, your career. Not that it needed any rejuvenating, but yeah. it gave me that type of, uh, that type of feel. So uh, David Edwards come to the bills. I, I like your assessment of him. So, and you say that he could beat out Ryan Bates and I'm a fan of Ryan Bates. So that'll be a battle this year. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I was really fascinated when they, they went out and got him uh, like, where, where do they see him? And I understand some people might look at him and be like, man, I don't know. That sounds a little favoritism esque because you have the former offensive line coach. Now they bring in David Edwards. I think he could beat out Ryan Bates without favoritism. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm saying he could just beat him out outright. I don't think it's necessarily anything like, cause Cromer wouldn't do anything to impact the team negatively. Like just to, nope. Oh, I'm going to help my guy, David Edwards. At, no, 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 that's not how that works. Like, I don't agree either. yeah. So, and, and- Rick Bates is a favorite on the team. They like Rick Bates. So uh, it may, and he's, he's gone from left to right. So uh, listen, Connor McGovern coming over. We've got David, it's going to be a battle and protect your asset, which is number 17 and number 17. And we're going to get right into number 17 because number 17, uh, help me out here because you saw the rumors and I I know that the chat wants to hear about this. The big rumor this, this off season was obviously did DeAndre Hopkins potentially going to the bills, potentially going here, potentially going there. And all of a sudden, Allegedly, Bills are out on Mr. Hopkins. Now, what? Had you seen the Bills pick up DeAndre Hopkins, would they have been a scary team to you? Would you have looked at them as, shoot, you got Hopkins, Diggs, Davis. This is going to be a scary team. Or are you looking at like, man, but Hopkins has had this and Hopkins' age is this. Like, how how would you have assessed it had the Bills picked him up? I mean, to a degree, I think they'd be scary. Um, I think the big thing when I watched the Bills last year, the biggest thing that stood out to me was the play calling. Um, You know, I don't think it's necessarily anything that Hopkins would change. If anything, I think it would further drive home the biggest issue that I had with the Bills is that they go for the big, big play down the field, right? They're taking shots down the field. I think they'd be more dangerous getting a guy like Flowers in the draft Uh, somebody that can make plays after the catch and be explosive, you know, over getting a guy like Hopkins, who's older, by the way, you get flowers on that, that four fifth year option in the first round, if he was there. Um, But you get a guy like flowers or even let's just say like Jameer Gibbs and what he can do as, you know, a receiving back. Right. And you, you could also play in the slot. So you get guys like that, that are explosive after the catch. And like, Hopkins was like fast. I don't feel like he's as fast anymore. He's not a guy that's going to take, you know, a quick slant and take it to the house. And so I think my, my biggest thing here 
is that Hopkins is reminding me of when everyone lost their minds about the Cardinals getting AJ Green. Um, I'm not saying he's at that level where he's completely fallen off, but you got to remember, I mean, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is very, very good, but they're still like, he's not, you know, you're not talking about adding, you know, Justin Jefferson. You're not talking about adding a guy necessarily like right, like going into their prime or even before it. You're not adding Garrett Wilson. You're adding a guy who is available for a reason. I mean, there is a reason that they're moving on from Hopkins. Uh, it's not just, you know, because what you'll hear is, well, Hopkins wants out of Arizona. Of course, anyone want out of Arizona because, I mean, what is going out? Kyler Murray He's not even going to play half the season. But, Arizona wants out of the whole Hopkins thing. Right. It's because he's getting older. I mean, the guy did just get suspended for, you know, he got suspended like almost half the season for cheating, essentially. Uh, you know, I don't know what that means moving forward, but I mean, it's got to tell you something, you know, that he's getting to the point where he's like, all right, you know, maybe I'm going to take this here. And, you know, like, I don't know. I don't think it was a shock to me when he didn't pass, you know, the performance enhancing drug thing. I don't think it was a shock to me. It happened this late in his career. That that's all I'm saying. Listen, uh, I'll tell you this last week. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you're part of a whole bunch of group chats and this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. So I'm on my way home. I, I work the overnight. So I'm on my way home and I'm just thinking about the bills and, and their pursuit, their hot pursuit on Deandre Hawkins and the whole bills community is hot and heavy. Just we, we can get D hopping. And to me, and I'm, I'm sitting there, I send, I send the message and I got guys, I'm out on D hop. And so <laughs> I'm out on D-Hop. I am too. Right? And, and so my man Pierre's like, so you've convinced yourself, haven't you? You just want to go against the grain. I was like, I'm not going against the grain. And I have my reasons. A, he's north of 30. All right? So yes. that, that plays a factor. No matter how you want to look at it, that plays a factor. I don't care how it is. Salary is going to play a part. What you got to give up for him is going to play a part. Okay, so now you've acquired D-Hop. What is Absolutely. he What's he going to bring to your team that we desperately need? We need a burner. We need somebody that can take the top off the defense. You're going to have a great receiver. Don't get me wrong. He is one of the best in the game. But now you're going to have two receivers that are, one's going to be 30 next year or this half in the season. And then the other one's going to be 30. We're coming off of bad knee, PED. Listen, that's a lot to give up for if the offense is going to change. And then you mentioned something earlier, play call. Right. Yeah. Well, if play calling doesn't change and you bring in this guy, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> none, what, none of it matters. It, it's not a, a knock on a hop. If we were to bring it's like tomorrow we bring in a hop. Great. We gave up a lot for him. It better work. And now there's a lot more pressure on your offensive coordinator. There's a lot more pressure on your. So instead, go get your young buck in Jackson. Uh, from Ohio State or Zay Flowers. I saw Zay Flowers. Zay, some uh, Bucky Brooks says he he reminds me of him a lot of uh, Antonio Brown. When I looked at the film, I was like, God, Lee, he is freaking right. So when you have those type of players, you got to bring. And you said it fourth, fifth year, take yeah. that. And now he I get a fifth year option for a receiver. Listen, you can't go wrong with it. So to me, get younger. And and this is the big thing too, right? And I'm gonna move away from the Hopkins just for a second. I and mean, we might revisit that for a sec. But then we we want to take we want to talk about youth, right? Yeah. A lot of the guys on this team are getting a, a little older, right? We've got a 31, 32-year-old in Jordan Poyer. We've got a 31-year-old in Micah Hyde. In comes Taylor Rapp. Talk to us about Taylor Rapp and what he brings to this. Former second rounder from what? I think it was Washington. So 
Talk to me. Yeah, so Taylor Rapp, for, for those of you that didn't know, the Rams were going to draft 31st overall before they traded down with the Falcons. They still got him. Uh, they traded down like 16 spots in 2019. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, Rapp didn't quite end up being the guy that the Rams were hoping for. Um, but I feel like he's overhated by the fan base. And I feel like you could find a player on every team that is overhated by a fan base, maybe multiple players. Uh, rap is one of those guys. He gets interception. It's all, well, it was an overthrow. He got lucky, you know, it tipped to, he got the interception. Okay. He came down with the ball. The game's over because he came down with it. Can we just give him a break? But let's look at more football aspects, not just fan aspects. So Taylor Rapp is what I would call a pseudo linebacker. Uh, Think back when the Rams had Mark Barron. Uh, Mark Barron was a guy that they got. uh, He's a first round pick out of Alabama. Tampa no longer felt like they could really utilize him. Uh, Didn't work out at safety. So the Rams were like, well, he is a safety, but he's also a linebacker. So let's make him kind of this pseudo linebacker, right? This hybrid. And that's kind of like when he left the building, that essence I felt like kind of bled into Taylor Rapp Uh, operates well around the line of scrimmage. Um, Good tackler, not a fantastic tackler, but he doesn't have a ton of pop. Like he's very similar, uh, you know, in terms of like range and whatnot. He's similar to Mark Barron, but he doesn't have the pop behind his pads. He's not going to be like, watching Brian Dawkins deck somebody. Okay. And that's fine because I don't want that. I want a guy that's going to wrap up. I want a guy that's going to make the tackle. I don't need the big hitter. You know, I think that's one of the most overrated things about football is because it looks exciting on TV. It looks cool. We love it. Uh, and you know, it's going to, you know, we could post on TikTok and it'll get us tons of views. Um, if you can't tackle, I don't give a damn. Like, I mean, I just don't. So rap is a guy that tackles a lot. Uh, he does miss some tackles. He takes poor angles at the ball. Um, right. He's not the most athletic safety. With that said, uh, he did start for the Rams last year. Uh, he did have his moments. He has some big games. I feel like he's more of a streaky guy. And I want to turn your attention over to 2019 when he was a rookie and he was on fire. Like he looked like he was going to be a star. I haven't quite ruled out that that could come back. Okay. I have not. And here's why, because he's got instincts. He's got ball skills, things that you really just, if you don't have ball skills, I don't expect you to just learn how to have ball skills at the NFL level. Like you either have that or you don't. Correct. Um, and then the instincts that he has, the, the instinctual, you know, the way he, he carries himself. That's another thing you just can't teach. So those are two things that are very interesting. Versatility is, is also huge. And in a league that is becoming dominated by the three safety look, Uh, In my opinion, I think he makes sense for the bills Um, because you said, you know, they're a little older in the back end of the secondary Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. Uh, I love DeMar Hamlin. I I love that guy coming out of pit. We don't know what DeMar Hamlin's going to be. We just don't. Okay. We can't just assume it's not the bills giving up on him because I've, I've seen that on social media and that's not fair. We can't assume that he's, he's just 100% going to come back and he's going to be that guy. We can't assume that. And maybe he is. Regardless, rap your gang for under $2 million. And it's a good deal. Like, this guy is perfect for what you need. He doesn't have to start. Like I was just saying, I don't think he's a star. I think he's a third safety. You're telling me Micah High, Jordan Poyer, say DeMar Hamlin is that guy. He comes back. He's, you know, great. 
Then he could be your fourth option. And now he's got versatility where he could also play linebacker too. So <clears throat> you got a guy under 2 million a year for a guy that could play linebacker safety can tackle, has some range, has some instincts, has some ball skills. That's uh that's, that's not a bad thing. It's, um, it's you know, interesting that you bring that up because I mean, my, my man, Bobby comes in and says, your bills rarely play a third safety. Yeah. Barely see field if Hyde and Poyer stay healthy. So, this is where it's an interesting signing. In in terms of depth, love it. I'm a, I'm a fan of it. 25 years of age. Um, he's, he's got some snaps under his belt. He can play inside the box. He can play a little bit of slot. He can play some safety. I mean, like you said, he's versatile. He can be everywhere. He can get onto the line for crying out loud and, and put him in there. So he's a football player. But then you have Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer. Then you've got Teron Johnson, which uh, I'm a big fan of, Nickel, and and – he comes in and hits like a, a ton of bricks. So I'm trying to figure out where Taylor Rapp fits in and how he's going to get his snaps. I mean, the money, it's not like we paid him a big chunk of money, but he's also a former second rounder. He's no scrub. So yeah. we're going to have to find a place for him to play. Um, and which brings me to this point too, right? We've got a new play caller in town. That's and, where I was going to go. In that yes. Direction. So yeah. we got a new play caller in town. And according to Ron Rivera, <clears throat> excuse me, According to Ron Rivera, McDermott is an aggressive play caller as opposed to a older, more chilled back, you know what I'm saying, Leslie Frazier. McDermott is more aggressive, get after it, go after it. So nonstop and to his fault, I guess sometimes was too aggressive. But maybe something that's what we need. So maybe this is where a Taylor Rapp comes in and now he's more pressed up against the line. We're going to blitz. We're going to, who knows what they're going to do, but I know creativity is going to be at the He keyboard. can blitz. This is my point. So yeah. talk, knowing that McDermott is not going to be the play caller, could, could you see a little bit more where he might try to fit in Taylor Rapp? So I took this signing as them kind of going against the grain. Um, like I think people looked at Leslie Frazier and what he did, and they're trying to fit Taylor Rapp in that pre-existing box. And I don't think there is a pre-existing box. I think they made this decision with the impact, especially Taylor Rapp signing, with basically the idea that, look, we're going to change things up. We might run more three safety this year. We might have, you know, him as a, a big dime backer, if you will. You know what I mean? I think that's what they're kind of telling us, you know, because you, you got to listen closely and people will tell you what they're doing. Well, you can look at the, uh, the transaction report, and when they signed Taylor Rapp, they were telling you what they were doing. They're going to, they're not just signing this guy as a depth piece. If they wanted to do that, they could find other guys to do that. That'd be a waste of Taylor Rapp's talent. Uh, this guy can see the football field, you know, that starting 11 on the defense. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't start him at, at safety, uh, but that third safety, you know, having 30 snaps a game, I think that's absolutely doable. And I think that's kind of what they envision. And, you know, if you have a rotation of linebackers or, you know, certain packages you find he could be a weapon in, then, yeah, go for it. You know, and I think that's uh, that's something where the aggressiveness of Sean McDermott will pay out. So I think, um, you know, constantly falling just short of a Super Bowl is starting to bug the crap out of the bills and they're changing things up. And this is one of those things that may not mean a big deal right now, but it right. could be down the road. It could be, um, according to Sal Capaccio, uh, uh, one of our uh, beat writers for the bills, uh, there was, uh, an excerpt on, uh, an excerpt on, uh, Ron Rivera on Sean McDermott. And, uh, he said, and I quote, he goes, 
He gets very aggressive. This is Ron Rivera speaking on Sean McDermott. He gets very aggressive. He really does. Sean is a guy that looks at the game and reacts very well. I've always thought he made a good he made good decisions. I always thought also that he had he had made good adjustments. And that's key in this game. You make it teams figure things out quickly. So you've got to be on the back end to make your adjustments. So the fact that he makes good adjustments, obviously, as a heck, you got the head coaching job for a freaking reason, right? Uh, so let me continue here. So um, but he tends to get aggressive and lightly laughs about this and says every now and then i'd have to slow him down so as a head coach you're like hey man take it easy but sean's like go after go after that's what i think the bills need we need aggressiveness when we've got the jets that have absolutely loaded up absolutely loaded up you've got the miami dolphins that are ready to compete the patriots i don't know what the heck the patriots are doing i don't think anybody knows what the hell the patriots are doing it's 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 one of those things where listen an aggressive play caller, an aggressive Sean McDermott coming in and calm plays. I'm here for it. So hopefully he can put something together and get this defense feared again. I need this defense to be feared again. I mean, I feel like that's kind of what is this a direct reaction to what the Jets are potentially going to do with Rodgers? Is this a direct reaction to what the Dolphins are doing? I don't think necessarily it's entirely because of them, because I I would hate to find out that a team is operating entirely because of what others are doing. I don't think teams operate like that, but I think it, it does inspire you know, maybe, hey, we were thinking about making this decision. Now we look at the Jets' offensive line, and I do cover the Jets on the side as well. So I can tell you their offensive line is not the best. Let's just say that. There's a lot of question marks there. And so if you find a way to strain them, when you have Rodgers in that pocket, and you're like, man, Rodgers pushing 40 years old. Like, you know, he's not going to be able to just run around. Like, it's not like chasing Russell Wilson in his prime. It's not like Lamar Jackson. I mean, you can get after Aaron Rodgers, I, you know? And so if now all of a sudden you're able to throw Taylor Rat blitzing, give him different looks and whatnot, and just stress the hell out of the offensive line, then that could be the difference between winning and losing. You talk about about three to four plays are the deciding factors of a win or a loss. And those plays are huge. And you talk about third, like a really, really uh, vital third down, say midfield jets get there. They get into, you know, field goal range and right. they're feeling good. Bills make a huge stop. Taylor rap uh, comes off the edge. Left tackle doesn't even see him. Sacks Aaron Rodgers, force fumble, Bills pick it up, run it back for a touchdown. The game is completely shifted. The momentum is completely shifted. We'll say it's in Buffalo for argument's sake. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, that's one of those plays that can, you know. And so you have that aggressive nature, you know, of your play caller and Sean McDermott. And you're like, all right, now I'm taking advantage. I'm stretching out this offensive line. I'm throwing different things at them, trying different things because it's not just Taylor Rapp. I mean, it's Greg Russo, who I absolutely loved as a prospect. It is probably the biggest steal of a draft that I've seen since I started covering the draft because that guy was a monster. He had like 17 and a half sacks. And the people that are saying production doesn't matter were the ones that like, you know, were like, oh, the people that said production matters and like, you know, their stats, they were trying to make every sort of argument in the book why Russo's didn't matter, which was great. Uh, laughed at that. Then you have Basham, who's a second round pick, you know, and, you know, you have guys like Ed Oliver, who was once like this guy that everyone was like, he's the next Aaron Donald. But then it feels like he's a good player, but it's like no one really gives credit to. Right. And then Vaughn Miller. You know, AJ Epinesa. I mean, you have these guys that can already like rush the passer. Now you find ways to get Taylor Rapp just hunting, right? Or you find ways to get those guys going. And it's like, 
I don't know. That's how you that's how you beat a team like the Jets and what they're building. That's how you beat a team like the Dolphins. I don't love the Dolphins offensive line. I mean, Tua is injury prone until I see otherwise. That was my biggest issue about Tua Tagovailoa is that even though I liked him on Bama and he deserves a lot of credit, I was like, he's injury prone. I watched Justin Herbert. He gets decked left and right at Oregon. He gets back up. I watched Tua and I'm like, all right, I don't know. You know, and that's the big thing. So then you look at the Patriots and it's like, I don't know what the Patriots are doing either. Are they going to bring back win? You know, what are they going to do on their offensive line? When I'm looking at that, that's a huge opportunity. That That's an opportunity to pounce. You like you're seeing all these teams do all this stuff like, you know, the Dolphins, they're they're calling themselves, you know, this this. Oh, they got Vic Fangio now. Right. So now that's they're it. like they're looking at them like, OK, this is potentially the next Rams team. Right. They went out and got Ramsey. Everyone's talking about, well, the Bills have to kind of reestablish themselves as that number one team, like reintroduce themselves, like remind people like, hey, we dominate this division. And sorry, Jets fans, but I'm just being honest here. <laughs> like, you know, like the Bills right. dominate this division and they're going to have to kind of let people or, you know, remind people like, hey, all right, I don't see Tom Brady in that that Belichick locker room. OK, uh, and Rogers, last time I checked, hasn't taken a snap with the Jets and the Dolphins Tua Tagovailoa didn't start in the playoffs. So I can't even assume that he's going to be an issue for me. You know, this is an opportunity to strike, and I think that's what they're doing. I freaking love it. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, give a, give a big shout-out to my man, Jake Alabogan. Listen, Believe in <laughs> Rams hosted with Cameron Lynch. Also, Downtown Rams hosted with Alexis Kraft. And uh, Jake's also got his YouTube page. Go ahead and give him a follow. Jake Ellen Bogan, we're not done here. I have to give you a shout out so people know where they can find you because right now, Appreciate you, man. Pat is loving you right now. They're, they're loving everything you're bringing to the table. But now I've got to challenge you, my friend. Right? Yes. That's what we do here. All right. I can't just sit here and kumbaya. And my, my, my followers know I'm the kumbaya guy. I just don't do it. Right. So, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> good. So, you mentioned Greg Rousseau, which I absolutely love. I love Greg Rousseau. That's my guy. Uh, he came on and blessed the show as a rookie. And uh, we chopped it up for a good half hour. It was amazing. And I'm going to try to reach out to him again so we can chop it up going into year three, see how he he he's feeling going into year three. And um, then I got to go back to that draft because you mentioned Bookie Basham. And I've got a lot of Bills fans kind of questioning the fact that we go lineman two, two, two spots in a row, first round and second round. I understood it at the time because we had an aging Mario Addison and we had an aging Jerry Hughes. So you have to replace those guys. They're going to be going the next year. And that they did. So Boogie Basham on the squad. You mentioned A.J. Epinesa, right? All these guys that are apparently able to get after the quarterback, but yet we had to bring in Von Miller. So to me, are they really that guy? And then you bring up Ed Oliver, which is the the hot, hot topic right now because some fans, I don't want to say have turned against our friend, Mr. Ed Oliver, but they feel like as a top 10 pick, you should be way more impactful to the game than you are, than you have been. And they're to the point where fans are kind of saying, hey, man, we might be able to trade this guy. You better watch out. I mean, this is all fan speculation. The team might love Ed Oliver. They want nothing to do with him, um, him leaving. But the fact of the matter is you brought those guys up, but yet the fan base is questioning them on the squad and whether they should still be on here. Daquan Jones, excellent year. We want him back, and we will have him back. But a guy like Ed Oliver, we feel like we should have more, right? Especially where... He's the next Aaron Donald, so we thought, but not even close. 
Your There'll thought, never be another Aaron Dalton. <laughs> that guy's too special. Full stop. <laughs> so when you look at this, and I, and I bring this full circle, when you look at this this team and you look at this defense, and and you said something that that was music to my ears. We have to reintroduce ourselves to the AFC East and let them know who Daddy is, because all of a sudden y'all make a couple moves, Jets. Y'all make a couple moves, Dolphins. I respect Jets and Dolphins. But y'all think that now you can compete for the spot. No, we got to come back and re-establish ourselves and say, whoa, 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 whoa. We still got number 17. We got Trey White coming back. Hopefully he gets back to shape. I'm not sure how that's going to turn out. Talk to me about the landscape, how you see this AFC East going down and what the Bills have to do, especially with new play caller, Sean McDermott. What, how, what do you, how do you see this AFC East playing out? Well, I mean, we have to start. What are the Patriots doing? Are they trying to like just you know, bore people to sleep? Is that is that it? Like they're just like, you know what? They're never gonna see it coming. We're just not gonna do anything. That I mean, that like they'll never see it coming. I don't know if it's gonna result in W's, but at least we'll catch people by surprise. Like, is Mac work. Jones gonna be out there? Is he not gonna be out there? I have a theory. I feel like the the 49ers might trade for Mac Jones. I still kind of feel that way. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. Uh, I can't let it go. Just something that just he will be a 49er at some point because they they wanted to pick him and they were bullied by the mainstream media into picking Trey Lance, who I think was the better prospect. But that's neither here nor there. The ball game for sure. Yeah. So my point is that I don't know if the Patriots are competitive. Like I I can't today as right. of March 28th. Like I have a tremendous amount of respect for Bill Belichick. I actually really like the guy. Uh, surprisingly, even though he's beaten my team twice in the Super Bowl, but I do like him. And I would like to see him have a better team, but I just don't know what their plan is there. Uh, So I'm going to rule them out. So where am I going with this? I'm going with a three-team race in this division. And just think about the year, like the years when we saw the the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Ravens. And then you saw the Browns. Patriots are the Browns right now. They're off the side. All right, shut up. You know, the the grownups are talking, right? Like, you know, just stay in that corner. Um, (laughs) You know, so yeah, how the mighty have fallen, but you know, think about it though. I mean, it would be a disservice to say that the dolphins aren't a contender. I mean, do I think Tua is absolutely an injury risk? Yes. But when Tua was healthy, he was arguably a dark horse MVP candidate. Like, let's not forget about that. They have, uh, you know, two explosive receivers that can take the top off the defense that can help you with the, the yards after the catch that we were talking about, the big yards after the catch, you know, in, uh, in Tyreek and, and uh, Jalen Waddle, you know, and we don't know what they're going to do in the draft. We, we really don't. They're running backs. They brought back the same. That was a little odd, but their defense, their defense is loaded up, you know, and, and that's a big thing. So where do we see that? I think the biggest, it wasn't getting Jalen Ramsey necessarily the biggest addition for the, for the dolphins was 100% getting Vic Fangio because Vic Fangio can blow up the entire season. Vic Fangio has a way to beat every single team. And then he will put, he will literally advertise on tape how to beat you. And now everybody has a blueprint on how to beat you. That's the problem with Vic Fangio. He's he's the reason the Rams lost the Super Bowl to to the Patriots because he put the blueprint on how to stop Jared Goff, how to stop Sean McVay's offense initially. And it killed them. Mm. They, They were done after that. So Vic Fangio is the man. He's that dude. He is that dude. So you got to watch out for that. The Jets are very interesting because the Jets defense is legit. I don't think people realize that's a top five defense. You know, 
You know, I, I mean, I just started covering him last year. I was like, the Jets have a defense. What is this? Like, I thought they were going to be good. And I was super high on Sauce Gardner. I didn't know they'd be that good. And also, I don't know how anybody allowed them to get DJ Reed with Sauce Gardner. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill what's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That was stupid. Like, that, that is one of the most underrated corners I've ever Honestly, seen. Goodness, man. I'm looking at the... It, <laughs> and you know what? Here's the thing. That game, when we lost to the Jets, they, they played us beautifully. They yeah. said, you know what? Sauce Gardner... You're gonna cover Gabe Davis. You would think it'd be the other way around. No, no. Oh, yeah. You're on Gabe Davis, DJ Reed, and it's safe to over top on Diggs. Let's see what Allen's gotta do. And we exactly. didn't quite establish ourselves a run game. So it was a tough game for us. Goodness gracious. So yeah, you nailed it. You nailed it. This, this it's gonna be a three-team race, but the Bills have the edge. We have 17. 17 is the best quarterback in the division. Uh, I believe he still he still will be the best quarterback in the division, even if the Jets do bring on Aaron Rodgers. Um, there's just so much that he's coming we, off his worst season too. He like, is. I love Aaron Rodgers and I'm excited. It's going to make covering the Jets a lot more fun <laughs> than will. watching Zach Wilson uh, because I had to watch all those games and n- never mind. We'll just, you know, you, you get the point. I, but, I certainly do get the point for sure. <laughs> but Aaron is coming off his worst season. Let, let's, let's make that very clear. He's going to have more weapons for sure. But that's still something that I am somewhat concerned with. I, I have to say, there's just something in the back of my head. Like, he's coming off his worst season. We don't, we didn't expect Brady to fall off a cliff or Rodgers, but it doesn't mean they, they couldn't. Like, if Brady played another year, he could have absolutely fallen off a cliff, right? 100%. I mean, we, we don't know. So, father time's undefeated. That's all I know. Oh, certainly they are. So, uh, let, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, yeah. Obviously, free agency, there's still a lot of 
some solid players out in free agency. Uh, when I look at the Bills, we lost Tremaine Edmonds. Tremaine Edmonds goes over to the Bears and gets hella paid, eighteen mil a year. My goodness, good on good on the Bears. I yeah, mean, you got the money. You still got a lot of money in the bank, so you have the money to splurge on players. I don't know if eighteen mil uh, is is what he's worth, but guess what? Teams have value, and they value Tremaine Edmonds. So now we have a void at that that Mike spot, that middle linebacker spot. Matt Milano is an excellent player, and it, he, they need to pair him with someone great. We thought potentially Levante David would have been available. Apparently, hey, if Von Miller reached out, maybe I would have changed my mind. Cap, I don't believe that crap. Uh, number two, Wagner, available, um, and he goes back to Seattle, so back to the drawing board. So we got it. Oh, you didn't like that one. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, you know why y'all decided to just do right by him and let him – we always play. do right by the players because they always sign with the Rams in the end. No, no one signs here. No. <laughs> California has the most ridiculous taxes. No one signs Ooh. here. They trade for guys. That's the thing people don't get. They don't pay out the, you know what, for these players. They trade for them. No one signs here. Von <sighs> Miller left. OBJ is still dragging his feet two yep. years later. I mean, no one signs here. Like Allen Robinson and Bobby Wagner went there with the sole purpose to win a Super Bowl. They got there. They realized, wow, this isn't going to happen. Wow. And it was a little bit of an adjustment and yep. they, they went through it. But I mean, like I said, people don't normally sign with the Rams. They like the Rams trade for them. So they have to, they have to kind of change that, but I, I don't know if they will. <laughs> Oh, and listen, the Wagner leaving, going back to Seattle, so it keeps a, it leaves a void open. So, yeah, you cover the draft. You know what's 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 out there. First round pick. Do we go linebacker? You feel the Bills could go linebacker, or do we stick to the offensive side of the ball and just go for receiver? Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out there to you because I strongly feel about this. I really really liked Brees Hall. I wanted Brees Hall for the Bills last year. Badly to the point where I let my emotions get the best of me and I lost my shit. Right. I was like, no, what to the Jets of all places went to the Jets. And he's I've done that. Once or twice. You know the drill. Right. So you've got the best RB in the draft. Potentially that could drop the 27. And Bijan Robinson. If Bijan is there, are you are you first of all, before I even ask that question, are you in the, the camp of never drafted running back in first round? Terrible move. Ah, oh, you are. I can already see it. You know, no, I'm not. Oh. Um, and, and here's why. Because the Bills are always picking at the end of the first. You're kind of in no man's land. Like, you're, it's basically a high second round pick. And at that point, it's a high second round pick at a position that is extremely valuable in the first four to five years and then dips off. And you're telling me I get a fifth round, a fifth year option on a running back. To me, that's how you justify picking him in the first round. Now, you don't spend a first rounder on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's probably like the seventh best running back in that class. I didn't agree with that at all either. <laughs> but, but, I mean, Bijan Robinson, he's not Saquon, despite what people are saying. He's not Todd Gurley. He's like Ezekiel Elliott. Like, he's not, he doesn't have, like, the explosive, like, he doesn't just pop, right? Like, his... I've seen people say he's got this crazy burst. I, I don't know what you're watching. He doesn't have this crazy burst. Burst is the first five yards. He may run a four four seven. That doesn't mean he he's very you know quick to. He's not the rock and roller coaster zero to sixty. I'm looking for a running back like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I talk about with burst. But if you don't care about the burst, and to me that's why he's not generational because you have to have that burst through generational. 
Um, he's still really good. Like, he's good at everything. Like, you talk about pass pro, receiving ability, the way he contorts his body to stay in bounds in college. Those you know matter to a running back. Yeah, his vision. Emmett Smith didn't have that burst. Emmett Smith, and Emmett Smith is one of the greatest to play the game because he's got instincts. He's got he's got ability, right? And the the game then and the game now is completely different. So that I that I do know. Um, but I bring up B. John Robinson because we have Naeem Hines. We yeah. have James Cook, which a lot of Bills fans love James Cook, and they keep telling me, give him an opportunity, give him a chance. I saw some good things at the end of the season. So to me, yeah. smaller framed guy. So how much can he endure in this game unless he puts his weight? He's not like his brother, that's for sure. And then we brought in Damon Harris. So a lot of folks are saying, we're settled, we're good, running back is fine, we don't even need to look at running back. I beg to differ. I still think that we can't. Now, looking at the receiver room, we could definitely go that route. We need someone that's a little younger. Gabe Davis, a lot of people are now now kind of falling out of favor with the Gabe Davis because he's got the case of the drop season, so on and so forth, but he had his best statistical year. So he's a he's a free agent after the season, though. Yes, he is. So, so that's where you're like, what do we do here? You know? So talk to me. So you look at this draft. What direction? And and I need fresh eyes, right? What direction do you feel the Bills should go? Best right. player available, straight up. Linebacker, Jack Campbell. There's that, not a linebacker that should go in the first round. It's yeah. not that draft, in my opinion. I don't think you have a Patrick Queen. I don't think you have a Devin White. Um, Diane Henley is somebody that's really interesting to me in the second. But and and I haven't gone like way in depth with the linebackers yet. I can't wait to do that. But um, it, based on what I've seen so far, this is not a can't miss you know, linebacker draft. This is a linebacker draft that, you know, kind of like when I think the Rams in 29, uh, 2009, they got James Laurinaitis and he was like one of the top linebackers. It's that right. type of draft. Yep. And that that's great. James Laurinaitis played like 10 years, like love the guy, but you're not getting, you know, a, a culture changing franchise altering linebacker in the first round. So there's no point of drafting one in the first round, in my opinion. So where do I look? Well, you have Zay Flowers, you got uh, Jordan Addison, right? Those are some guys. I've seen people mock Quentin Johnson, Johnston uh, at the end of the draft to the Bills. And here's my thing on that. That doesn't make any sense. What were you just talking about? Yards after the catch. Quentin Johnston, I keep hearing how fast he He's not that fast. He's not. Like, I, he's not a blazing speed type of guy. That's just not what he is. I think... You know, I think the fifth year option is so important. You got to be careful on what you spend it on. But I do think that if you're going to spend the fifth year option on anybody, I think it makes sense to go out and get a running back. Now, here's my thing. Okay. This is my uh, vote against B. John Robinson. I don't think he's that much better than Gibbs. I actually like Gibbs more. I have him graded higher, right? Because B. John does more than Gibbs. But I think Gibbs, his explosiveness is just so much higher, so much more than Bijan at anything that Bijan is over Gibbs. And that explosiveness is what would kind of steer me in that direction. The thing that would steer me towards Bijan, however, is you got James Cook. So you could argue James Cook is kind of like Gibbs. You don't want to have the same guy. You can't have the same guy. You, you know, to you got to diversify that, that running back room. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, I, and I'm, I put my man Bobby up there because he's been telling me, Quit talking about Bijan and start talking about Gibbs. Gibbs is that guy. And my man Bobby is a draft guru, and I trust everything he tells me when it comes to the draft. 
but I love Bijan. And I disagree with you when you say he's not a generational type of back. I think he is. You do. I, I really do. I think mm. the burst that that doesn't to me, there's a lot of guys that have good bursts, but no instincts whatsoever. Contact that they're balanced. They got they got that. You can have all the burst you want, but you go nowhere. Burst yeah. nowhere. So I need someone that's got the instincts. I need someone that feels the game, that feels, and Bijan gives me that. Um, and if we, and I love that you said, if you're going to get someone in the fifth round, make it late, number one, and make it that you have the option to have a five-year back that will help your asset in Josh Allen. Too yeah. often, Bills fans are like, man, Josh Allen is doing everything. He's running, he's passing, he's this, he's that. Give him someone that can kind of take the load off of him. But then you hear, Gabe Davis is going into his last last year of his contract. Then you 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 brought in Deontay Hardy. You brought in uh, <clears throat> these other receivers that you're like, okay, so like, okay, one year guys, what's that gonna do for me, right? So yeah, you, you gotta address the receiver spot, but maybe second round. That's where these Zay Flowers potentially drops in the second round. Who knows how that plays out? But that's why the draft is the draft. You just never know. You just never know how this is gonna play out. I mean, I- change it up. I just hope you guys don't go after my guy, Will McDonald, the fourth. I want him in horns and I have a weird feeling. He is, I, he's going to go in the first round. I'm probably holding out hope for no reason. Like the guy is just awesome. He's my second Wait, overall edge. Defender. Give me that name again. Give me that name. I got to look it up. Man. Will McDonald, the fourth he's on Iowa state. Got it. He is, he's special man. And I think the thing with him, he's going to fall. Because he was played out of position at 239 pounds, about six, four, six, five. He's playing the three and five tech. Why? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I wouldn't be playing him there. Right. But he's playing out of position and he's taking on double teams. I, he's battle tested. That's what that shows me. And he was good. Like, why is a 239 pounder good against 300 pound guys getting double teamed against 300 pound guys? I don't know, man. There's there's something about him where I'm watching him and I see other guys and you know, and this is where watch film over tape. Or watch watch film and tape over highlights. Because sure. you know, there are people that will come to me and be like, But Jake, his highlights suck. I'm like, No. The highlight tape you watched sucked. I could make a killer highlight tape out of Ben Skoranek. Okay. That doesn't mean Ben Skoranek is a better, like you could have somebody who made highlights out of Justin Jefferson. It was a minute 19 and I could make a four minute, you know, highlight reel of Ben Skoranek. No offense to him, but he's not Justin Jefferson. I could make him look better than Justin Jefferson. I got you. (laughs) So like, it's not like there's universal highlights. It's not like you could go on the transfer portal. You know, there's a highlight portal, you know, and they all have the same. No. Okay. It's, it's the producer of the highlights. So don't look at highlights, but, um, but yeah, looking at the tape though, I think he's the guy, he makes sense for the bills. And, and actually I want to go back to the original point that you were saying, you're yep. like, well, you know, like you mentioned Boogie Basham and yep. you mentioned AJ Epinesa and those aren't guys that, you know, they still went out and got Vaughn Miller. I didn't say I was a big fan of those guys. I said, that's who you <laughs> have. <laughs> well, it, and I'll tell you right now, I, I'm, I, I'm, I, I try to, you know we what we try to do when our yeah. team is the guy on. We try to pump ourselves up to love. Oh, I know. I've done that once love. twice. <laughs> right? What, what I find when I do that, my initial reaction was correct. And Got when it. I try to be, like, more optimistic and just listen to the fans or whatever, I end up failing, <laughs> essentially. You know what I mean? Like, we if, follow the hype. <laughs> yeah. If, if I – see, here's the thing. Fade the noise. Fade it. 
because if I listen to the noise, when it comes to the NFL draft, have your own mind. For sure. Because we all watch the same play and see 8,000 different things. You know, if I didn't fade the noise back when Patrick Mahomes came out, I would have been like, oh, Deshaun Watson. No, I didn't believe in Deshaun Watson. Now, was I wrong to a degree? But I said Patrick Mahomes was by far the best quarterback in that draft. I stuck by it. Well, he plays in the air raid offense. He doesn't throw interceptions in the air raid offense. He's going through multiple progressions. I mean, like, it, what you want to use that against him, but, like, it's showing you that, like, he's just so different. You know what I mean? Like, that's we the thing. We traded that. We traded that pick to the Chiefs. Yeah, I, I still can't believe you guys did that. Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know if that's worth because you got Josh Allen. So I think that's, you have Josh you know, Allen. that's rectified. Yeah. But I'll never understand. I was at the I was at the uh, what was it? Buffalo Wild Wings. And it was when the, the year the Rams had two picks. They got Aaron Donald, who I wanted at second overall, by the way. I didn't want Greg Robinson, but we got stuck with Greg Robinson. They draft Greg Robinson. I'm with there with my coworker, who's a huge Bills fan, uh, Zach. And he was like, I want Sammy Watkins. I want Sammy Watkins. I just want Sammy Watkins. I'm like, they trade up, right? They trade up to get him. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, he didn't want to hear it. But I was like, man, this guy rounds off his routes. The biggest thing I always hear is, oh, well, he looks like a running back when he has the ball. Yeah, but like he just, he doesn't create that much separation. Like I wasn't a big fan of his and he, he's an injury risk. And sure enough, that didn't work out. So I would say, and that receiver draft with that receiver was a, that's a crazy receiving draft. That yeah. Class, holy jumping. So, so think about this. I would say from here on out, yep. you're absolved of any guilt with Patrick <laughs> Mahomes because you got Josh Allen. We hit on Josh Allen. If we Sammy Watkins is the one where you should be like, damn, I really wish we didn't do that. You know what? And I like Sammy Watkins. I like Sammy Watkins. He played for both of our squads. Yeah, 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 there you go. Fantastic. (laughs) You guys gave him. You guys gave him a good chunk of uh, some cash for when uh, I think was this his second stint? Second after he left the Bills. Can't remember. It doesn't matter. He's point. But um, (laughs) I like when we moved up for him. I was like, okay, we're ready to freaking compete, and we got ourselves a receiver. If like, let's go. And here we are. Robert Woods was better. I'll always swear by that. Oh, Robert. I Robert love him. Man, when he, we, I, it pained us to see him go to the Rams because we loved him so much. Oh, and, but he had such to a good paid. dude. He had to get paid. And yeah, certainly so. And he gave you guys a spark. Golly, did he ever give you guys a spark? And, I met him uh, oh. at a, a business expo in LA after one of the games I went to. It was supposed to be Aaron Donald, and he like two timed them. So they got on the phone really quickly and they got uh, Robert Woods. Got it. And uh, yeah, so I met Robert Woods, and you know, he actually knew who I was. And he he referenced the first article I ever wrote. Um, I did like a mock offseason, and I had the Rams signing him to the exact dollar amount that the, he got. The exact oh. thing. I had them signing him as one of my first articles. Him and Pierre Garçon. Now, the Garçon didn't work out. He went to the 49ers, and he just didn't work out, period. It was at the end of his deal, or at the end of his career. But Robert Woods, I said it. I was like, this this guy's a 1,000-yard receiver, and I think, you know, the the thing with the Bills is that they were really run-heavy, and I don't think people realize that. Obviously, Bills fans did, but outside the organization, they didn't. So everyone's like, I'm not going to give a guy who has 612 yards, you know, 8 million a year. I'm like, it's a bargain, man. It's a bargain. You're getting him at 24 years old and he's one of the best blocking wide receivers in the game. So he's going to fit into what McVay wants to do, you know, because I also wanted Sean McVay before everyone else. 
So Dude, you just you just call the shots here, brother. <laughs> not not all the time, but I, I mean, I did say San Diego State would make the final four, but you know. Hey, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is, man. <laughs> well, listen, listen. I, before we let you go, before we let you go, this is by the way, this has been fantastic, folks. Yeah. Do me a favor, smash that like from not me, smash my like, smash that like from my guy Jake Allen Bogan. Uh, also, he's uh, a, a host on the Believe in Rams with Cameron Lynch. Also, Downtown Rams with Alexis Kraft. And last but not least, he's got his own YouTube channel, and it's the Jake. Listen, you know you nice like that. We don't got to call it anything. It's the Jake Allen. put that in there and you're gonna find me so uh much appreciate that before we let you go uh out of here um looking at this this bills team a lot went down last year josh allen going with his injury injury to micah hyde jordan poyer playing injured all year like there's just a whole bunch of things that just went down but we still persevered and got to 13 wins 13 and three and yet i still feel like man we just left so much out there and there were so many games that were close but sometimes we need to win those close games because that's what they kept on saying bills can't win the close ones they can mash a team like the rams when we just destroyed you guys i don't know how that even went down but we just did it just it was just you you caught us on a good day you caught us on a good day right um but at the end of the day there's so much that was left on the table that we we can do so much this offseason and I switched this to the Rams because I can't just talk Bills all day. I just want to stop on the Rams. A couple things. I drafted Allen Robinson in my fantasy draft in the second round. What a disappointment he was for me. And I had hope for him to, to all right, he's going to, he's playing with freaking McVay. He's playing with freaking Stafford. He's surely going to get targets because Cooper Cup is going to take majority of the targets. It never panned out. What the hell happened to Allen Robinson? So everything you just said is a genius take. And you know how I know that is because exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I went on Sirius XM, whoever would have me, uh, Sports Grid TV, whatever. And I said the same thing. And I had Allen Robinson. I literally put in a bet on Caesars, 10,000 odds for him to lead the league in receiving because I believed in that exact sentiment. Everyone saw Cooper cup. Everyone saw what he can do. And now the next year, everyone's going to react. And if they overreact, that's, that's tough, right? So they're all going to double team him and Cooper can still make things happen with a double team. I thought he'd still have a really good year, but Allen Robinson was the first time since Denario Alexander. I'll, I'll give Kenny Britt the fair shot. He's the first time since Kenny Britt to have a guy who is a big body receiver that can go up and high point the football, right? Um, not quite as good as Allen Robinson, Kenny Britt was, but he was still a thousand yard receiver. Um, so looking at it, you would think everything would have worked out. Here's why it didn't. And I didn't think about this during the season. After season, you think about things a lot more. This is exactly why it didn't work out. Okay. First off, Allen Robinson was a rushed signing. So think about this. Okay. They didn't have a backup plan to Von Miller. They did not have one. And I still hate him for that somewhat because Von Miller, they gave him, I think it was three years of uh, like fully guaranteed, whatever, like, you know, he wanted a fourth year, which the bills gave him. So that was the reason. And the Rams really felt like they were going to get him. And then he got the extra year from Buffalo and was like, Oh, I'm going to the bills. He at first was kind of like, oh, I don't know if I made the right decision and then kind of, you know, hyped himself up and then realized real quick. He's like, he's like, 
oh yeah, you know, this, this is a really good football team. Like we're going to win it all. And we're going to get OBJ and all that. So the Rams at that point were like, they just had a gut punch. They were under the impression that they were going to have Vaughn back. They were going to run it back, really run it back. And they didn't. But with Allen Robinson, he was the pivot because all of that money that was supposed to go to Vaughn Miller went to Allen Robinson. You're like, what? Yeah. You got you got Robert Woods coming back. OBJ was the assumption that they'd bring him back and the fans oh. want him back. I want him back. Um, you know, and then they sign Allen Robinson. And I remember going live about it. I'm like, I I like this move because I diversify his receiver room. But I'm concerned that this is the end of Robert Woods, and I think they're going to have a problem with that. And so, sure enough, it was. However, I still talked myself into Robinson being the leading receiver in the league. I talked myself into the fact that 412 yards with the Bears, that was the fact of having Andy Dalton, a rookie quarterback, and just not a very good organization right now. They're just in shambles. So I was like, okay, he'll go to the Rams, and he's going to take off with Sean McVay. Here's what happened. Matthew Stafford, I was wrong about. His elbow was that bad. It was. He misses almost all of training camp, right? Van Jefferson is recovering from injuries that we didn't even know about. He played apparently in the Super Bowl with some pretty bad injuries. That's why he wasn't there for half the season. Mm -hmm. So when you think about it, Stafford doesn't play in preseason because Sean McVay doesn't let stars play. So Stafford doesn't play in preseason, doesn't get on the same page with, with Allen Robinson at all. So he gets thrown into this Buffalo Bills game against the best team in the league. Everyone's picking the Bills to win the Super Bowl at this point. And Matthew Stafford with Von Miller, who he was under the assumption was going to be on his team, is now chasing him. You got Gregory Russo, you know, introducing himself to the league in case you guys didn't miss that. Uh, It just all of these guys on the Bills. Right. And Matthew Stafford, his first like the second play of the game. Brian Allen gets hurt. Their center's done, right? So now the the backup center is Coleman Shell, and he has to plug in at center. So now you have a backup right guard. So okay. now it becomes this whole, and then Coleman Shelton gets hurt. Now you have a third string center. <laughs> so, <was> right. <laughs> so it was it was a rough year for the Rams because of that. But why didn't Allen Robinson, you know, capitalize? Well, I'll, you know, that's what I'm getting to. Matthew Stafford has no time to throw now. None. It wasn't just the Bills. Like he all of a sudden has no time to throw. But he does because all he all he ever threw to was Cooper Cup. That's, that's all he did. That's the thing. So Stafford had no time to go through full field reads like he would normally do, uh, and he was definitely capable of it. But he's trying to go through them, and he's like, you know, you had Allen Robinson over here, and he's looking cups right here, right. And so when you miss an entire offseason and you can't get on the same page with these guys, who does he have chemistry with? Well, he's got chemistry with Ben Skoranek, uh, you know, but because Ben Skoranek came in because of all the injuries they had, right? He's got chemistry with Van Jefferson, but we find out Van Jefferson, being very cryptic about his injury, by the way, isn't going to play. And we don't know when he's going to play. So now it's Stafford going to Cup. It's Stafford going to Higby, who he's got great chemistry with. And that's why it was those two guys. Because Stafford was thrown in there without much preparation. People don't realize John Wolford took the majority of first-team reps. They didn't really show that in the social media bits to get you hyped for Allen Robinson. (laughs) I fell for it, too. And Allen Robinson, when he's mossing that one guy in, in camp, that wasn't Stafford throwing the ball. That was John Wolford. I was 
disappointed. I still won my fantasy league, but for crying out loud, Allen uh, Robinson was supposed to be putting me over the top. I was supposed to just dominate. But I, uh, I, I feel it, man. Oh, I have man. a dynasty draft this year that I don't have a first round pick in because I threw a first rounder to get Allen Robinson. Oh, you didn't. I did. <laughs> well, good luck to you, sir. Uh, and last but not least, <laughs> last, are you a believer in, and I, I think I'm out. I think I'm out, but you, you have the opportunity to kind of sway me back. Are you a believer in Matthew Stafford for, for your squad? Is it time to move on from this guy? Are you are you still in on him? Absolutely. Um, I think when you go back, you look at the game he had against the Saints, his last game of the year. Uh, they were about to steamroll the Saints. I thought he played a great game. Um, you know, I think the biggest issue with the elbow was that he was going to lose arm strength, which I didn't see. He threw a beautiful bomb to Tutu Atwell, who they're finally getting to use. Um, but no, I, I think he clearly is capable of it. I think really what ended up happening is that, you know, he gets hurt and then there's the whole thing with his back, but instead of making a big deal about it, instead of being a diva and I'm not referring to any certain quarterback, but uh, he comes out in the most like just non diva way. He goes on his wife's podcast. He's like, she's like, are you done with football? And he's like, Nope, I'm not retiring. Like, Oh, okay. There it is. (laughs) Like, No more, you know, because that was a big concern. Like, is he going to retire? You know, he's had some, anytime you're dealing with like a cervical spine issue, like that's concerning. But, but I think the Rams are going all in on the offense this year. I think they believe in Stafford. I'm not going to say they wouldn't trade him away. Because I feel like if the Jets thing fell through with Rodgers, Jets would be that desperate. They'd be like, here's two first round picks. We need Stafford right now. We're going to win Super Bowl. Like, all right, you do that, you know. But I don't know how realistic that is. It's also really hard to trade his his contract because he just locked himself in for 2024 uh, earlier this month. So yeah. not just 2023, yeah. like 2024 is guaranteed. Yeah. He's all in. So that's the thing. But I, I will say it's not the age. If Stafford isn't the guy, it's that we haven't seen him throw since that injury. And there's, okay. I'll you give, know, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on it because I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. If I mean, he is that or... guy. He's okay. always been that guy. He was that guy in Detroit and was. you know, was. he's always been that guy. Um, and by the way, since 2000, I think it's 2000. I want to say 2000. You're about to drop a nugget. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Since 2000, <laughs> Out of like all of the top number one quarterbacks in the country recruits out of high school. If you look, Stafford's one of the only ones to win a Super Bowl. Most of these guys didn't do like anything. Mm. I mean, I, it's it's honestly kind of crazy when you think about it. I mean, I was looking at it and not like the names are totally escaping me. But when you think of what Stafford had to do you know, being that number one overall quarterback, then going number one overall. So not only was he the number one quarterback in the country going into college, right? He is a hundred percent. That guy gets drafted number one overall plays for a crappy team. I'm sorry, Detroit. Let's be honest here. You know, then he's called Matt uh, stat Padford, right? Because he's got Calvin Johnson. Yeah. But then when he's throwing to third string receivers down the field, hitting a seam buster in stride, yeah. Nothing. Right. No, no one says anything about that. When he's throwing to Danny Amendola over the middle in between three defenders and puts it right on him. Like it's Tom Brady to Julian Edelman, in the super bowl. No one says a damn thing about it, you peak. know? So he has done something and I'm not like, he's not LeBron James. Cause LeBron James completely different thing. 
Um, but it's kind of it's kind of similar in the fact that to be a number one overall guy is at the most important position in the sport. Coming out of high school, have that reputation, have that you know that pressure on you, and to be what he ended up being and win a Super Bowl the first year, which I knew was going to happen when they got him, but the first year he goes to the Rams, he wins a Super Bowl. Yep. I mean, find me another guy like that in the NFL that immediately was anointed that. The closest one you're going to find, and it has not happened yet, but maybe it could happen. I don't know. Close one you're going to find is Trevor Lawrence. It's we'll closest see. one. We'll see. There, there are guys that were number one overall that uh, went into different sports. Joe Maurer. Joe Maurer's the number one overall uh, quarterback in his respective uh, recruiting class, and yep. he chose baseball. Joe Maurer. So you are, listen, you are not giving up on the Rams. You're still, there's, you're telling me there's a chance <laughs> that you I'm, guys can still win that West. No, they're not winning the West. Um, they're not winning the West, but I think they could get to the playoffs. I think the NFC is dog water. And that was my biggest issue with, is. with what they're doing, why they're doing it now, because they didn't have to pay off that credit card debt this year. They could have pushed it back a little bit longer. Yeah. Now it would have led to more pain, For but sure. doing it the year where Rogers is out of the, uh, out of the conference, Brady's out of the conference, I mean, I don't I don't know if I would have done it this year. Like this is a year where you could go to the Super Bowl and be the fifth or sixth best team because the top five teams are all in the AFC. Right, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? NFC is what the NBA East conference used to be. Where exactly Pacers and the Bulls and maybe they're you know what I'm saying, but the West was strong, like ten teams, twelve teams in, you're strong. And that's what the AFC looks like right now. Uh, so very it's bad. Stafford's it, the second best or the best quarterback in the NFC currently. It's him and Hurts. And then you, you're arguing like you, oh, there's a real legitimate argument that Jared Goff is the number three quarterback in the NFC. And that is all you need to say when you're talking about the state of the NFC. That is interesting. Because who are you going to say? Oh, Dak Prescott can't win the big game, right? Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins can't play in big games. Like that dude just folds. He can't even play in primetime. Look at his primetime record. So, I mean, if you're giving me any quarterback, who is going to be, who are you putting ahead of golf? The, the way heck? he played last year. Those, those are your three best quarterbacks in the NFC. It's not a good conference. What? It's just not, man. I mean, I mean Kyler Murray, I mean, obviously he's, uh, he's out hurt. for half the year. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm looking at Brock Purdy. I mean, <laughs> Oh no, God. you're not going to say Brock Purdy. So then like Geno Smith. I mean, this is what we're talking about right now. We're talking about Geno Smith being in a top five conversation as best quarterbacks in that conference. Bro, you're, not, you're not wrong, brother, man. God, I mean, listen, don't don't sleep on Derek Carr. Derek Carr's still no, there. I like Derek Carr. Derek I actually, I was an advocate since, you know, covering the Jets. I was an advocate. Yep. They should go after Carr and not Rodgers because I felt like Carr's going to be around longer. Yeah. Right. Car doesn't come with the little baggage. I like Rogers. I'm not trying to dog on him, but I like Rogers. I like Rogers. I'm a big yeah. fan. Now, last yeah. thing before we get out of here because it's a hot topic, but I, I don't want to spend too much time. I just want your quick thoughts on this. Yes, Lamar freaking Jackson. That's my guy. I love Lamar. Love Lamar. What's going on right now is is just it's awful because if it's any other quarterback, if if Trevor Lawrence were in this position, it'd be completely this, different. It'd have been solved as soon as possible. <laughs> so. Where Double standard, man. I, I, you know, I, listen, you, you and I are on the same page. On yeah. This 
Yeah. Where where does he end up? Does he just end up going back to play for the Raven? No way. End up? Like, what the hell is going on? What an ugly situation. This is where you gotta you gotta you gotta put it aside and say, Mom, I love you. I really do. But I gotta get myself an agent. Like, because you get yourself an agent. You're good to go. But most people say, well, hold on a second. Richard Sherman was able to do it on his own. Uh, Bobby Wagner. Wagner. Own. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Recently, uh, Larry, Larry Tunsil did it on his own. Forget about needing a, 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 an agent. You don't need it. They're just playing Lamar. They're playing him. So where does he end up, man? Where is he going? Man, you know, I think about this, and I'm like, the only place that really – doesn't make sense is probably the Ravens right now. Why would he want to go back? They're not winning anything, you know, and he's already been told that he's not interested. Everybody should be interested in Lamar Jackson unless you have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, you know, know, somebody like that, Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, I I think if you have a guy that's proven like he is a top dog, then yeah, you shouldn't be in on Lamar Jackson. But I mean, even to a degree, like if the Rams can make it work, then they should have that internal discussion. Stafford's at, you know, the you back into 30. You'd be thrilled about it? Man, it'd be, it'd be so tough. You side. You side. You side. And this is the challenge. Yeah. Because it sounds great, but then yeah. when it becomes a reality, like, well, 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 hold on a second. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Well, here's the thing, though, okay? This organization, and I was actually talking about this in my live stream yesterday. If you're not a Rams fan, you're not immediately disgusted if they trade away Stafford, like, today tomorrow even next year they, you're you're missing something here kurt yeah. warner first super bowl they won they third nfl championship yep. first super bowl gone in like you know a couple of years few years stafford you're gonna do the same thing 20 years later you're gonna do the same exact thing you're gonna do it to stafford it's not a good look okay like i'm one of those people it's not a good look i hear you i hear you but lamar is lamar now his injuries are a concern i do I do feel that, but I mean, so are other guys injuries that have gotten paid. Dak Prescott got paid Deshaun Watson. I could go on about the, the red flags there and he got a fully guaranteed deal. Kirk cousins can't play when it's, you know, dark out and he got a fully, fully guaranteed contract. So (laughs) I should not have said that, but, uh, (laughs) but, um, no, for real though, like, you know, the one that makes zero sense to me, but at the same time does is Washington. Cause this is why you're bad. You let Sean McVay go, Kyle Shanahan go, you let Mike McDaniel go, you let Evero go. You've had all these guys in house, you've let them go, and you haven't you, you kept Jay Gruden and Ron Rivera. Okay, no offense to Ron, but uh so I'm not shocked that they're not interested. I'm not shocked that Martin Mayhew came out and said they're not pursuing him. Foolishness. Because that's what they do. Oh, but it's it's a mistake. I, I mean, I just read off the the you know the top quarterbacks in the NFC. Lamar instantly becomes top three, and he's probably number one. He's a former MVP. And you're telling me going out and getting somebody like that, man? I I I, it, I don't it, know. It's baffling. I mean, if I'm like, for instance, if I'm Washington, if I'm let's see, Atlanta, it. I get Atlanta to an extent. Stop it. No, I no. Here, here's why. Mm. Their cap was so bad, so I I understand why they want to have that rookie deal with Ritter and kind of figure things out. Because when Arthur Smith took over, their cap situation was god awful. Uh, the Saints are probably wishing they didn't sign Derek Carr. 
they're probably wishing they waited a little bit and now they'd be, you know, now that's not an option. So mm-hmm. then you look the Bucks and it's like they paid Baker four million that for one year. That doesn't mean you and don't give me the Kyle Trask thing. Okay. Kyle Trask I'm, is never gonna start in the NFL. I'm out on that. Um Carolina is certainly interesting, but here's the problem with Carolina, okay? Carolina's the number one overall pick. They'd have yeah. to give up the number one overall pick, not which happy. it's it's the biggest issue to me with the non-exclusive franchise tag because it's BS. So essentially, there's no pro-rated version of it. Right. You can't you 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 can't trade back and give up the first rounder. But if you trade up, their first rounder's gone. <laughs> so it's like, how does that make sense? Here's yeah. what I think is going to happen. I think the Ravens want to trade to the NFC. I think one of the NFC NFC teams is going to crack because they're going to be like, man, like they're going to smell blood in the water and be like, I don't know. And it's going to happen after the draft because that's how it's going to be possible. Because when the non-exclusive franchise tag goes through, it's not like, Oh, the player that you picked last night. Well, now he's ours. That's not how that works. Right. So, so that's how I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen after the draft. And since that goes into 2024 and 2025, now everybody is in play, right? And I think that it could be any team in the NFC, but I don't think the Ravens are willing to trade him inside of the conference and they shouldn't. They can't, they can't, they 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 should be trying. Like I see the Colts. I'm like, do you realize how dangerous the Colts will be if they get Lamar Jackson? I mean, they have assets for days, right? They have a a good defense. They have a, star running back star wide receiver becoming a star <clears throat> you know a tight end that i mean if lamar jackson's throwing the ball you're gonna know <laughs> you know so i i don't i don't know or, or, or lamar to the niners hey you listen i'm hearing i would hate it but it makes the most sense it'd be terrible for you guys i mean what a messy situation it's just messy that's what you to me that's what you do though because if you're the niners See, you don't get any flack for not winning since 1995 and then also cheating the cap, uh, you know, all that. But you don't get any flack for not winning, despite the fact you trade all those picks for Christian McCaffrey. You did nothing with them, right? So you didn't win anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing is there. There's no trophy case that's being filled up right now. Nothing. But the thing that I'm getting at is when you look at Trey Lance, who I believe was QB1 in that draft and has just been poorly developed, uh, you literally did not want him. You got bullied into choosing him and you gave up all of those picks to get him. So everyone keeps talking about, Oh, poor 49ers. They have this great team and they're just a quarterback. This is on them, man. This is on them. You kidding me? You had Jimmy Garoppolo and you pissed him off. He's out the door. I mean, he was perfect for their, you know, their offense. Cause I mean, the guy just, all he really can do is throw check downs and, you know, occasionally hit a, a, post down the field or whatever. But the the big thing with the 49ers is that those are two first round picks that they don't have with that team that they currently have. They could be scary. What if right now the 49ers, you know, had enough ammo to go up and get, you know, one of these guys like imagine Bryce young or CJ Stroud in that offense. And they ruined that and they don't get any flack despite the fact they haven't won anything. They get credit because this is the thing I find funny. They get credit for developing Brock Purdy, which that's not developing. He had a good run, and now teams are going to have tape on him next year, and he's not going to be the same guy. It's going to change. Hops, you know? 
And when you, if you watch Big 12 football, which I did, you pressure Brock Purdy, he makes poor decisions. He had one of the best offensive lines, doesn't have to make poor decisions, right? Has a lot of time to throw. Next year, he's going to make poor decisions. Just watch. But my big thing here, you credit him for that. You don't discredit them for failing to develop Trey Lance. You credit them for Elijah Mitchell, but in the same draft, you spent a third round pick on Trey Sermon, who you gave a cup of coffee to, and you sent him on his merry way. The guy can play in this league. You failed, you know? So John Lynch for you. That's the thing. Like the Rams do stuff like that, but they also won a Super Bowl. Like the 49ers haven't won anything and they don't get any like, you know, blowback. I see, I see so, flexing on the 49ers. I like that. The, the, the reason I'm bringing it up, it's not just to flex on them. That's why <laughs> Lamar Jackson would make the most sense. I got you. And, so and, and, giving up more picks, it sounds bad in theory, but yeah. I feel like what would happen is you sign to an offer sheet, right? The Ravens are going to match any offer. I don't care what anyone says. The Ravens are going to match it. There's going to be a sign and trade. When that sign and trade happens, you can be like, here's Trey Lance. There you go. And and here's the challenge too. At the end of the day, you can't you can't publicly say you're in on Lamar Jackson when you've got your quarterback that you want to develop. You got your quarterback there. Like, uh, excuse me, what about me? What you mean you going for Lamar Jackson? I thought you said you liked me. We do, but we like him too, right? It's yeah. one of those situations where we we have to stay mum until potentially after the draft when things potentially start to heat up, or even during the draft, and that's when things can really shake up. But anyway. That's neither here nor there. We're going to find out. The draft is not. The we part. are. Yeah. And it's going to be fun. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, Jake, much love. I got to have you back on the show. Uh, the fans in my, my chat seems to be buzzing about you. And I uh, appreciate it, man. And we're going to have you back again, man. And uh, folks, if you guys are looking to see more of Jake, believe in Rams hosted with Cameron Lynch. Also downtown Rams with Alexis Kraft. And last but not least, he's got his own YouTube page. Jake Ellenbogen. Check them out, and uh, we'll go from there. But before I get before you get out of here, man, anything else you want to let the people know uh, about what you're looking at or the next things or what's on the schedule for my man Jake? Yeah, so I'm just gonna you know be diving into the film uh, for the draft, and if anybody wants to maybe get into some prospects, you don't feel like going through and watching film or whatever. I made an actual. There's a thread. Um, and you can find them. They're all over my TikTok and Instagram and even YouTube shorts. I made a one minute scouting report video on all these prospects. So I did all the quarterbacks that I did about 14, about 25 running backs. I'm currently doing edge defenders. I've done about eight. So if you want to get to know a little bit more about each prospect, uh, I've put together a one minute short form piece of content for each one of those uh, called one minute scouting reports. Love it. It's fantastic. And guess what? I'm not a draft guru. I I, I tell my, my 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 folks that. And uh, but when it comes down to the draft, I'm I'm there covering it. So uh, I might have to have you come back and say, listen, man, I got some names, list of names. Let's talk about it. Let's break them down and uh, let's get these these Bills fans hyped up for the draft. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is my man, Jake. Jake, we'll definitely keep in touch and uh, we'll have you back on the show, brother. Sounds good to me, man. Good luck this season. Yes, sir, man. We'll talk soon, brother. And that right there is my man, Jake. Uh, great guest. If you guys enjoyed it, smash that like. Smash that double time. If you have not subscribed to the channel, subscribe to the channel. But also go and subscribe to my man, Jake's channel as well. Uh, listen, he doesn't just follow, just follow the Rams. You see how verse he is in, in, in Bill's chatter. I mean, he was, he was knowing a lot more than I anticipated that he know. So uh, that might be someone that I tap into a little more and say, hey, what are your thoughts? Fresh eyes, right? We're in it. 
we're in the sauce, right? We're too emotional. At least for me, I'll speak for myself. I get too emotional and I'm I'm not of clear mind, right? But when you get somebody else that comes in, they can kind of give you, hey, well, well, calm down. This is what you need to see. I mean, I could have asked him a whole bunch of stuff, right? Gabe Davis. I want to know more about what he thought about Gabe Davis. I want to know about what he thinks about Kent Dorsey. There's a lot of things, but hey, listen, that's why you got to tune back in to the record report. We can do it again. You know what I'm saying? So that being said, folks, you guys have yourself a great evening and uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And uh, once again, I appreciate you guys for showing love 10 years in with the Buffalo Fanatics. This is the old, I rock this because it's the old logo. I mean, we got older logos than that, but you know what I mean? You guys already see it, man. But remember, it's always love, man. And uh, let's show love to all content creators. I mean, Jake is one. I'm one and plenty more. We put a lot of hours into this. So much love to you guys. And if you guys uh, ever feel the need to go on our socials, go ahead and show socials and show love. And uh, it's it's encouraging and it's a, it's a way to get us back into doing what we love doing, right? So folks, have yourself a great one. And I did see the super chat from my man, James. And uh, I saw the rumor with Lamar going to the Patriots. Patriots fans are loving it. And if they get Lamar to the Patriots, Rodgers to the freaking Jets, bro, then now the Patriots become they they're they're dead right now. They a few pumps to the chest, they might they're back to it. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out, man. So Mike, I, James, I see you, bro, and uh, we'll go from there. So folks, have yourself a great evening. We'll catch you guys on the flip side, and uh, go Bills always. So peace, ladies and gentlemen. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.